Wolfpack Ninja Podcast, Episode 10, Wolfpack Climbing Tips and Team Ninja Recap. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. Welcome back to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm super excited about today's show. Brian, you won Team Ninja Warrior. How does it feel? Yeah. Yeah. I won. What? (laughs) I shouldn't say I won. Team Party Time won. Team yeah, party Team Party Time. Absolutely. Won. Yeah, Jennifer Tavernier, she was she was rocking it, and uh, Jake Murray, man. So Jake Murray, he was he was injured, but then came back. Yeah. What, what, what happened? Man, when he came off the ring toss, he really twisted his ankle. He jacked it up pretty bad, and I didn't think he was going to be able to run the next day. He definitely couldn't run um, the the final race that day. And the way they filmed it, it was the next day that we filmed the the finals. And he woke up and he decided to try it. And I was really nervous. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to, you know, I, I didn't know if I wanted him running. I knew he's super fast, but I didn't want him injuring himself anymore. But as you guys all saw, he t- it didn't stop him. It didn't slow him down at all. He basically pulled a carry Strug. It's pretty impressive. Yes, yes. I took me <laughs> a second. Go back to the, yes. the 96 Olympics. That's right. She's the one that landed the... And then did one more vault. And That's like, amazing. That's one of the big reasons they won the gold, so... And you guys out there in the audience, <laughs> do you realize how hard it is? You know, everything's on the line and you don't want to let your team down, but you're injured. So that takes a next the next level of mental fortitude. It was really impressive that Jake was able to come back and help you guys win and you guys are the first champions of team ninja warrior it's so oh my gosh that's you so are. crazy yeah, it's it's awesome. Awesome. it was like when, when the show first started my expectations were pretty low because it's so there were so many sack teams yeah i wanted to do well but i was just looking looking at all the teams and i you know speed is not my my forte and i was looking at guys like drew dreschel and and i was like oh man this is this is his game and and Jamie, Ron, and some of these other top parkour athletes. So to be able to actually pull it out, um, I'm really proud of of my team. And it wasn't over till it was over, was it? I mean, like you didn't know you were going to win until the very until you were standing top the final, absolute final moment, right? Yeah, I had a race against Travis Rosen, Team TNT, at the oh end there, God. and it was neck and neck at the end. I had like a a second head start on him or something. He fell off the course, didn't he? Yeah, what a lot of people. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, he did. But a lot of people don't know is, and, and I was told this afterwards. I didn't realize this, but someone said that I kicked him in the chest. Oh gosh! And then when he went to dismount, I think his his swing was a little circular because of that. Oh man! And that's why he fell off the course. Oh my! Gosh. And we found out later he actually ended up breaking his his wrist or his, his scaphoid, arm. his scaphoid bone, which is a small bone in your wrist. Yeah. It's a it's a bad injury. I mean, poor and, guy. And then he got up and he finished the the spider climb and the rope climb. I know it's Adrenaline. amazing. Adrenaline will do. Yeah, and for you. everyone listening at home, 
incidental contact is allowed on the show, so even if you did kick him in the chest, it's fair game. As long as it was an accident. Yeah, you didn't try and kick him <laughs> no, in the chest, No, it's not like you, you, you know, turned and kicked him in the face or anything, but... Um, no. I didn't do it. <laughs> no comment, no comment. I, I, no, I didn't do it on purpose. It would have been a great idea. I mean, I don't... It's so... He's so fast. You guys saw him. He's he, very fast. Oh. I think he blew amazing. people's minds with how fast he was, so... Megan, I heard you were freaking out when Brian won. Yeah, it was really exciting. Always good to have a fellow Wolfpack member stand on top of the podium. <laughs> yeah, and it was cool that we had so much representation. We had you and Ian, who honestly, I in the beginning, I was like, two wolves on that team. I thought you guys were probably going to pull it off. I was hoping for a little while there that it was going to be a race-off between wolves at the end. Yeah. You know, but there's so many good competitors, and really... You know, Wolfpack isn't better than all these other guys, so it could have been anybody's. It could have been anybody's game, and so you know, it's going to be exciting to see how this evolves into future seasons. But Brian, congratulations! Let me shake your hand. First oh. Team Ninja Warrior <laughs> champion with Jake Murray and and Jen Chavernier. Amazing. Oh good yeah. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Good Thanks, job, guys. guys. Good so job. Proud. Party time. Party. And uh, and good job, Wolfpack, putting a, another member on top. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get into a couple things today. I wanted to talk about, you know, we're climbers and we bring climbing to the show. And people specifically out there, you guys might be wondering, how can I improve my climbing for Ninja or just in general for life? So I wanted to start off with a very basic thing. You know, the Wolfpack has over 75 years of climbing experience between us. And so one of the things that I found was really good early on in my climbing career, and this is the Ninja Doc speaking, was I used to get on the wall, like a really easy wall, for like 30 or 45 minutes and listen listen to some music, and I would just traverse back and forth, get an aerobic workout, and just figure out technique. You know, back then when you're just starting, you don't even know the balance, you don't know how to hold on to things. It's not easy. So that's one of the things that I used. What, what did, tips did you guys use to kind of get to where you're at? Ian? Yeah, so if you're just starting out for rock climbing, Finger strength is a huge and really important part of being able to climb challenging things. So you want to be very careful to not injure yourself and always listen to your body. But something that I did to start out was I would just go up to a, a wall or like a fingerboard and I would just hang on different size crimps or different crimp positions for 30 seconds at a time, three sets, and do that three times a week and that's it. And you can build from there. I totally agree with what Ian is saying. Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes new climbers make is like going to a campus board or to like um, campus rungs and kind of trying to do too much too soon. Like the idea of hanging just on different like size crimps is a really good idea. You don't need to lock off. You don't need to do pull-ups. All that stuff can come later Mm because you are kind of shocking your body with how much you're using your fingers anyway. So like just the light stuff is a good idea. Plus just climbing as much as you can, getting on as many different holds and like different movements and stuff on the wall is like the best way to like progress in climbing. Absolutely. And I want to get back to one of the recent interviews we had. Kevin Bull said the importance of time. Time is so important in terms of improving. And really, you just got to pay your dues and put that time in the wall. So Megan, I think you're right. Like time spent on the wall, time spent hanging, that's going to add up to have this cumulative effect to make your skill a lot, lot higher. Yeah, because a lot of climbing and learning how to climb is going to be in the movement. And you don't need to be doing a lot of hard stuff right away. You just need to learn how to put your body in certain positions, how to turn a hip in, turn a knee Mm -hmm. in. That's where you're going to see your biggest improvement 
it's not gonna be the physical part as quick, it's gonna be the technique part. Because you don't need a lot of physical strength to improve quickly. Because if you watch a beginner climb and then you watch a really good climber climb, one's gonna look really smooth and the other's gonna look a little more, they're gonna lose, use more muscle if you're using, if you don't have the right technique. So it's all about learning technique and just getting the mileage. Yeah, you wanna flow. Yeah. Yeah, if there's one thing you can focus on, footwork, footwork, footwork. <laughs> if you can get your feet down, then your fingers can get stronger, your core will get stronger, and then you can progress into harder and harder climbs as your, you know, your footwork gets better. And what Ian means by footwork is, you know, how you place your foot on a hold when you're climbing. And a lot of climbers, when they're starting out, their feet are real clunky, and you can hear them. Mm -hmm. They, they, you know, they, bang, bang. yeah, bang, bang, <laughs> clunk against the wall. And when you're really using good, precise footwork, you're carefully placing your foot onto the hold and then stepping your weight onto it. And, and it's not as easy as you might think. It takes a lot of foot-eye coordination, and, and that's something that you develop over time. Actually, one thing that we did when I was a kid was we would have to climb a boulder or a route with silent feet. Like, if, you, oh, if your coach idea. heard you, you had to come down and start over. So, like... 20 lashes. The, um, yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on, like, placing your foot efficiently in a way that was kind of fun with, like, a game. Silent feet, whatever. Yeah, that's a good, good one. Though. For people that haven't really been on a wall or seen a climbing gym, it's, it's kind of like golf. You're looking down at the ball, keep your eye on the ball, tell you, you know, you swing and you hit the ball. It's the same thing with climbing. You're watching your foot, you're watching it hit the hole that you want, placing it well, then moving forward. If you can do that, you won't slip off. So another basic technique that you can think about when you're on the wall, because you want to be thinking about each move and if it feels natural or not, is when you're reaching for something, a lot of times you want the opposite hand and foot on, kind of like an X. You want that opposite points on uh, when, you're, when, you, when you first start climbing. Yeah, and don't be afraid to go into the gym and watch the climbers who just look really good, just look amazing, and copy them. It's really a big deal to see someone doing things right and then to try and copy that. And we do that with Ninja all the time. I mean, that's what I did when Brian first showed me the cliffhanger. <laughs> you know, I didn't stick the cliffhanger my first try, I don't think, even though it's not that bad of a move. But Brian showed me and I copied what he did and I was able to do it. And it was, it's pretty cool. So copying, you know, go in there, go into the gym and, and look at <laughs> Megan attention. Martin and copy her. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe well, not always, but... <laughs> I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot of top level climbers even. And I know when we were road tripping Noah we would go and watch videos of people doing hard climbs. Because oh, yeah. we were doing the same thing. Um, we were trying to figure out how they were doing certain moves on boulder problems. Um, these would be outdoor boulder problems mostly because we were trying to figure out how they did it because some of these problems are really hard. So we all do it, even the top-level climbers. Yeah, and, and the climb, the way you do a climb, that's called the beta, the technique. And, and beta came from actually a long time ago when they had like VCRs and Betamax. This was like, <laughs> they had Betamax and they would record themselves climbing, like the, the early, early climbers who were really starting to figure out movement, and they would replay it on the Betamax machine. And so <laughs> it ended up being called Beta, which is pretty cool. So now Beta is the technique or the way to do something. I fully agree with that. Watching and learning from individuals is really important, but also following your gut. Like as you're climbing, yeah. each person is so unique in body shape and size and you know arm length and, and where you can reach. So trusting yourself and allowing yourself to move through a climb is just as important as learning from other people. Yeah, one thing I always tell the kids when they're trying to like work a problem is don't get 
tunnel vision and like try the same thing over and over again because if it's not working like kind of you know talk to your teammates and see what else might work and you know try something else and if at the end of it you have to go back to what you're trying to begin with like that's fine too but it's also good to just like open your mind to other ideas and other ways to do things absolutely and i think that's true with ninja it's true with any sport that you're involved with you know all the sports really are pretty much similar in terms of how you progress you have to put in the time you have to put in the work really it helps if you have a love for what you're doing you have to copy the way the pros do it the way the experts do it and you will improve you know another thing i wanted to discuss briefly is you know climbing is strength to weight ratio and a lot of these a lot of these sports like ninja are strength to weight ratio being able to do the cliffhanger which is where you throw your body and you down campus you know with which is climbing without feet and you catch this this hold that's all about is your strength to weight ratio there to where you can do that and a lot of that is taking care of yourself and eating right you know so it's actually really important if you're going to be doing any kind of athletic pursuit, uh, except for maybe football or sumo or one, you know, one of the ones <laughs> where it makes sense to be bigger, it's really important to focus on, on your nutrition. With any kind of sport where you want your body to perform as well as it can, it's really important to make sure you give enough fuel to your body to keep it strong and healthy. So keep fueling your body with the good foods to give you the best results. Yeah, absolutely, and and have good nutrition, absolutely. And that will help your body perform better. Protein, carbs, fat, all of the good stuff. Yeah. Try and get all of that in there to keep your body strong and, like, prevent injury. Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree totally. And for me, it's also a a mental factor. Like, if I'm eating well and training, I'm going to perform well because I'm like, oh, I, I ate, you know, my vegetables and... I had all Chicken. the right nutrition, and I'm gonna I'm gonna crush today because you know you I'm good. not worried about oh I had that soda or oh I had, I, I did yeah. this or that I'm like oh I should take it easy like and there there are really healthy fats you know like avocado has a lot of omega threes and nuts are really almond really butter. good for you oh almond butter the best. <laughs> oh man Justin's almond butter I still eat peanut butter oh, well almond butter and jelly sandwiches yeah. i love them i don't like peanut butter as much almond butter yeah. just tastes better to it's me. just better i put it in the smoothie yeah with spinach i know that sounds so gross kale kale in the smoothie makes it taste a little bit bitter i've noticed really i feel like i can never taste the kale oh you put kale in it i'm gonna try it i'm gonna try it kale with berries and almond butter you can't taste it well there you go the megan <laughs> megan martin uh smoothie so what do you guys think about the interviews we've had so far? I mean, we've had some pretty good ones. Uh, Jesse LaFlair, Kevin Bull, Brent, Flip Rodriguez. What, what did you guys take away from our interviews so far? Pretty neat stuff. I really like the diversity of all the people we've interviewed so far. Um, some of them were ninjas. Some of them weren't ninjas, like Matt Eisman. <laughs> yeah. He had a different viewpoint of everything, which is really cool and we got to learn about some people that I didn't necessarily know that much about um, and then got to talk to some people that I did know a lot about, but that was still really cool. Definitely looking forward to hearing some more interviews. Oh, yeah, it's going to be cool. We've got some amazing people coming up in the coming weeks. We also have some different kind of people who are not ninjas, like you said. We have Jason Robel, who is on the Cooking Channel. He's a vegan chef. He's going to share with mm. us some really tasty ideas for you know, how and performance nutrition. And that's some of what we were talking about right here. So he had some really cool things to say. 
And then, of course, we've got some big-time ninjas. I mean, we've got Jeff Britton, we've got Casey Canzaro, we've got Travis Brewer, Nicholas Coolridge, a bunch of great guys, Joe Moravsky. Yeah, amazing, amazing stuff to come. Well, it's interesting. They all, you know, come from different backgrounds, and it's, it's interesting to hear how they train. Brent was talking about doing mostly bodyweight stuff. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, the other guys. Joe Moravsky, basketball. That's right. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know who we should bring on to the show? Who's that? Travis Rosen. We should talk to oh, him. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Totally. Yeah, I'll reach out to Travis. That's a good idea. He's going to have a lot of good insight. Him, uh, Ryan Stratus, you know, we're going to talk to you. <laughs> Mike Bernardo. <laughs> I'm looking up with, those guys are Alex guys. And awesome. <laughs> No, there's some really, really good insight. And the ninjas have really impressed me with how intelligent they are in terms of how focused they are on, on what they want to accomplish and how they how they go about accomplishing it. You know, it's not just like random. It's very well thought out how everybody approaches. It's very strategic. And Brian, I think you understand that. Yeah. And some of them have like, they specialize in certain things, like whatever Mike Bernardo is doing on the salmon ladder, mm-hmm. we need to do because oh he's a salmon is, ladder beast. Yeah. He, I think he might be the best of that, that I've ever seen. Oh my God. He's absolutely. So what if we could like take each little thing that everyone's really good at and take whatever they're doing to train for that and we're incorporating our training, we'd be on an unstoppable. Super ninjas. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's try and do it. I mean, that's what we try and do anyway. Well, it I is. think we should probably copy whatever your team is doing for Team Ninja. Yeah, I you mean... you guys won. Brian, there is no doubt. You know, the way you are training is awesome. And it's working. And you do a lot of time trials. You do a lot of running these obstacles over and over. I never did the warp wall in succession so many times. And you do that when you're tired at the end of training on a bigger warp wall. It's, it's working out for you. Yeah, what, what, one of the things that I do is I'll try to take some obstacles that I've maybe struggled on in the past... And my, my warp wall workout actually came from two seasons twice in a row that I almost failed on stage one on the warp wall because I was tired. Well, one time I had a, an ankle, or not an ankle, but I had a torn calf muscle. And so the warp wall was difficult for me. That was my first year. And then another year, I was just really winded because I had the wrong rubber when I came through the spider climb. So my legs were pumped out because I had to try extra hard. So by the time I got to the warp wall, I barely made it up. So what I did was I just started doing a lot of workouts where I'd run the the warp wall consecutively and do workouts on it. So I've never had that feeling of, oh my gosh, can I get it up this wall? But any obstacle like that that you see on the show that you struggle on, you should concentrate on it. Yeah, you should figure out a way to train it. Yeah, so Brian, what what I'm hearing from that, the takeaway from that for the listeners to incorporate into their training is... Don't be afraid to work on your weaknesses. In fact, identify where you know you're struggling and focus on them. And don't be afraid to you know take the the bad parts and make them your specialty. Yeah, they say that a team is only as strong as its weakest link. Well, that's true of every team, and you can think of yourself as a team of like abilities and skills. And so, if your team, you know, you're even if you're just one person, if you are a team of ability and skills and you have one skill that's really weak, it's going to stop you. I mean, Megan, how many times did you get up the warp wall in Team Ninja Warrior? It was amazing. 
a I lot. I think it was like six or something by the end of it. I don't know. I mean, by the end, you were just running it just to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty fun. It was cool. I Because I was nervous I was going to have to race somebody later who I knew could do the warped wall. So my goal oh, at yeah. the time was like to do it while I was tired and like not rest too long, but get enough rest and like do it first try. And, like, that's what I kept doing. But I was, like, the whole time I was doing it, I was just practicing for that time when I had to run against a girl that could do the warped wall. So since we can just kind of bust out the warped wall, and since your technique is so good for it, maybe tell the listeners, tell the other female athletes out there, how do you do the warped wall? What's your approach to it? What do you do, do you think, that, that makes it, I mean, look easy for you? The thing I focus on the most is getting a good sprint into it. And, you know, sometimes it's not as good as other times, but I feel like I get kind of lucky because if I get three fingers on the lip, I'm still okay because of right. the finger strength. Like, that happened a couple times during Team Ninja. But, yeah, I mostly focus on my approach with my sprinting. And you're fast. So would you <laughs> say that the sprinting is, like, like if you just train sprinting a lot, do you think that would help with the warp wall? I would guess that that would definitely help if you train sprinting. If you're not a, really a sprinter, I mean... I was a pole vaulter in college, so I sprinted a lot in college. I don't really sprint that much now, but, I mean, it doesn't really go away. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was really impressive to see you snag the warp wall with three fingers. In fact, <laughs> uh, when I go climbing with my dad, sometimes he'll be like, he'll come down off, off the prom. He's like, I pulled a Megan Martin. He like, catches <laughs> it with three fingers. <laughs> but I had, I had a question for you. So when you, you say you focus on sprinting at the warp wall, is there a certain foot sequence that you think about? Are you looking at the warp wall to the last second, then reach up and look? Or is there some way you think about it specifically? I kind of do my approach like I did when I was pole vaulting. I, like, take a step back, and then I, like, start sprinting. Um, I don't think I – I don't, like, count my steps or anything. I kind of go with what feels right. Yeah. And because it is, like, a wall, you don't have to worry so much about your steps. Like, with pole vaulting, that was something I always had to do. Like, I was counting my steps because there's a box at the end, and you have to be on the right step to take off and whatever. But this is a little more lax where, like, as long as I get a good push off and a quick sprint to begin with, I think it works really well. I also think it's important to not only concentrate on your weaknesses, but see ways that other contestants are failing, like high percentage fail obstacles. And, and concentrate on those because even though I've never fallen on the spider climb, there's a lot of people and a lot of good athletes that fall on that. That's a high percentage fail obstacle. So that's one of the obstacles that right before the show, I'll go and I'll practice a bunch. Yeah. I'll go run it like, what, what last year, what, we all yeah. did it. And I like made it so, I wanted to make it so I couldn't catch it with my hands at all. And I could only catch it with my oh, feet. Oh yeah, just you were just doing case. just your feet. Yeah, just in case. Because the first year that I caught it, I didn't get my hands right away. It was just my feet and then my hands. So I was nervous in case maybe they made it wider or anything. I was like, oh, I'm going to practice catching it without my hands. <laughs> like, just to be careful. Yeah, I remember all of us were there doing that. Yeah. And we ran it. I remember what I say. Let's do this 10 times in a row. And see if we can do it 10 times in a row each. Yeah. And not fail. And, and we were. That's, and we were making it further back. Okay, Team Ninja, <clears throat> I thought it was really cool. And if you were paying close enough attention, Brian, when you, when you went on to the salmon ladder... You didn't do this thing where you, you pause and flex your abs and then keep going. You used your momentum right away and just flew up the salmon ladder. Had you ever done the salmon ladder like that? I've never seen you do it. You like hit and then just went right into it. There was like no pause. No, I don't know. I've never done it like that. I've always stopped and I'm all and I'm always really cautious and and just, you know, make sure that everything is perfect <laughs> as I do it. But I'm not racing usually. So yeah. <laughs> 
I just went with it. If you work on upper body stuff enough, like climbing and stuff, things like that, it'll just come natural, natural to you. And it just, it just felt right. I just wanted to point that out because I have never seen anyone do that. And I think that just shows and reflects how hard you've been training and is a reason that you were the top team. So I want to switch it up, you guys. What do you think about the fact that Isaac's not going to be competing this year? Woo! Uh, oh, what? <laughs> you just are happy that you, you're just happy that that there's one less wolf in your way, dude. In my opinion, I think it's smart that Isaac doesn't compete again because he already won. He doesn't have anything else to prove. If anything, like he could just drop now. So it's in his best interest not to compete because he's already at the top. I thought it was interesting how he said he would like to go to Japan and do Sasuke. That would be cool. I, he should do that. That makes sense because it's one more thing to tackle, one more obstacle to overcome. With American Ninja Warrior, he's already done it. So Yeah, I think I guess he wants to focus on climbing now and enjoy his winnings. And That's and, totally fair. Yeah, oh, I think makes so. Makes perfect sense I to have me. to totally disagree. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Because you think you should why, do it. Why would why would if you're the top athlete? Why would you back down if after your first win? It's not like in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady or any of the best football stars have ever just oh I won one Super Bowl, I'm done. That's but th- fair, but it's different because <clears throat> yeah. that's a team sport. And this is different than a Super Bowl because lots of people win Super Bowl every year. This is like he was the first person to do it after yeah. seven years of fr- nobody winning. This yeah. is fu- I don't understand it because I do it because it's fun. Totally. And you have a chance to win $500,000. Or a million dollars or whatever. No, it's 500000 500 this year. again. Oh, they brought it back down. Yeah, oh, yeah, they dropped it down. Oh, I didn't know that. I did. Interesting. I didn't oh, know that either. Yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> but anyways, why would you... I mean, there's so many people that want to be on this show. I, I don't understand it myself, but I'm not Isaac, so... Yeah, I, I would probably want to keep doing it. I mean, I'm having a blast doing it. Look, it's one less person who's standing in our way of total so victory. So. <laughs> Amen. I think, though, as an athlete, like expectation from people can add extra pressure to things. And I think that after winning, there would be a lot of eyes on him and there would be a lot of pressure. Mm, and like that's, that's just one more thing to deal with. And he doesn't have anything to prove because he did already complete it and was the overall champion. So I understand not doing it again even though it is super fun like if i was him i would like want to be a tester or something like you know i'd be like hey wait can i like create some obstacles now or something you know i don't know i don't operate like that i don't have anything to prove either i'm doing it for fun yeah it's tough i guess that's the thing is everybody's gonna have their own way of approaching it and you know who's to judge one person you know judge not lest you be judged i guess yeah it's, it's it kinda... is a lot of training to put in so yeah that's the other thing is people maybe don't realize how much time and effort we put into it and it's tough i mean it's a lot of time that we spend of our lives for american ninja warrior and it's fun and we want to do it but it's also time not spent climbing it's time not spent with family it's tricky it's tricky so you know, I can see him wanting to enjoy life and uh, taking taking a breather from it all. It would be cool to see him on the Japanese course. That would be amazing. That would yeah, be cool. I think it'd be really cool if he did that. I wonder if it, his decision has to do with anything to do with uh, the contracts we sign. Oh, I don't know. That's interesting. Because yeah. we're not allowed to do other shows for like a year or two years. I forget what it, what it says in the contract. So maybe he's trying to wait that period out and not re-sign. Maybe. And now we're going to go to our tips for this episode. Woohoo, let's do it. Woo! <laughs> Woo. 
Okay, this is for those of you who have been wanting to know how do you train to do a one-arm pull-up. So there's a few different methods you can use. I recommend first working on locking off and one-arm lock-offs. So what you're going to do is you're going to do a pull-up and let go with one arm and you're going to try to hold yourself up with just one arm in like an L position as long as you can. And as soon as you're able to, to do that, you can start letting yourself down as slow as possible in, in doing what's called a negative. Pretty soon after doing that a while, you'll be able to stop in any position. And then you'll find yourself being able to pull up a little bit from certain positions. I, I would do that along with doing offset pull-ups. And what that entails is doing a pull-up with one arm higher than the other. And I usually do this by about at least two feet lower than the other arm. You can do this by taking a pull-up bar and then hanging a piece of webbing off it and grabbing about two feet lower than the bar from where your other hand's positioned. So then what you're going to do is you're going to basically do a pull-up using both arms but really concentrating on the one that is higher. You're doing a one-arm pull-up with assisting with your other arm and you're going to do a lot of low reps and lots of sets and just concentrate on the power aspect of it and do that for a few weeks and then get back to me and send me a video of you cranking out some one-arm pull-ups. Looking forward to it. Get on our social media and I will see if I can answer any more questions. Try and do something healthy every single day. As ninjas, we train physically, mentally, and we diet every single day. Now, even if you don't want to be an American Ninja Warrior, you can still try and make small improvements every day. Exercise can be as easy as taking the stairs instead of the elevator and walking several blocks instead of driving. Eating healthy can be as simple as going for water over soda pop or juice and skipping dessert. A lot of times, if you just get started and get the ball rolling, you get motivated and it gets easier and easier to diet and exercise. They say that the way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Start working on your health in the same way. One meal and one extra step at a time. You can do this. I know you can. Now go for it. Start right now. Working on your weaknesses is hard and even harder to admit. But if you can focus on balancing your body and turn your weaknesses into strength, you will increase your performance overall. Don't avoid workouts and training just because you're not good at something. Practice makes perfect. I worked this climb up in Rocky Mountain National Park for two years, and I noticed that my core wasn't strong enough, and so I stepped back, focused on my core, and it helped me achieve my goal. Today we're going to talk about eyelash extensions. So this may sound a little too crazy to a lot of people, but I recently got lash extensions and I absolutely love them. It is so nice to wake up with beautiful curled lashes, no mascara or lash curler needed. This is so perfect for the active girl because you wake up looking fresh and bright and you don't have to worry about putting on any makeup. These lashes last anywhere from two to four weeks depending on the person and they leave your lashes looking fab. All right, that's it. The Ninja Doc is getting eyelash extensions. Thank you very much, Megan. I'm going to look fab. Well, anyways, thanks for joining us for another edition of the Wolfpack Ninja podcast. Next week, we get back to the interviews. Yes, we have Joe Moravsky next week. And then the week after that, we have a really cool podcast 
with the host of the Cooking Channel's Live to 100 show. He just authored a new book called Eternity, Eat Eternity. It's a play on words. Uh, and this is Jason Robel, and he's a really cool guy. So we'll hear what he has to say. And lastly, I want to remind everybody, go to our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. We have a couple polls there, including who is the first American Ninja Warrior, and you can cast your vote. And then also there's a poll regarding this podcast and what we can do to make it better for you, more informative, more entertaining. Do you want it longer? Do you want less Noah, more Megan? What do you want? So let us know on the poll there. And of course, uh, I want everybody to know we have eBooks for sale now. We have the Wolfpack Ninja training manual. So now you can find out exactly what our specific secrets were for how we have had the success we've had on the American Ninja Warrior course and how we've become the ninjas we are. And then also, for the kids out there, we have the Wolfpack Ninja Cub training manual, which is written for kids by a big kid. And, uh, you know, the kids, the reviews have been really good so far. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, uh, go ahead and check it out on our website. As always, remember, try and encourage all the kids around you to be healthy, try and reduce sugar in their lives, and thank you very much for listening. Thanks for joining us. I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc, and we will see you next time. Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. How you like me now? Dude, smooth, like, wow. Night and day, baby. This is the, this is the weatherman right here. <laughs> yeah.